Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Photo Country, the podcast where we talk to photographers, both professional and enthusiasts around the world. And I'm your host, Rajiv. This is the full version of the radio show that I do on Crescendo FM. You can catch my show every Friday, 12 to 1 p.m. on 87.8 FM if you are in Avondale, Auckland area. If not, you can get it on iHeartRadio app. This is episode 6. In this episode, I'm talking to Gary Ashton who runs photoprints.co.nz, a printing and framing company at Ponsonby, Auckland. He's an accomplished astrophotographer with an interesting backstory before starting his printing career. So here is Gary telling his story. So I got into photography just as a hobby. I used to just take photos on my mum and dad's old point-and-shoot cameras and quite enjoyed it. Never really shot film, really got into it more of a digital side of things just out shooting with friends and then I started picking up a lot of things on YouTube on how to take certain shots and edit certain shots and went from there with it really just yeah just good fun just enjoy going out with some of the guys and trying different things all right so uh, what's your favorite thing to photograph is it uh, landscape photography or portraits what is it that you enjoy most? yeah I do more just landscape photography and a bit of astrophotography that I quite enjoy doing that one that, that's really good how do you approach uh, doing your landscapes do you have a picture in mind or a location in mind? Like, okay, I want to take this kind of photograph. And you just scout the place out and then go and photograph? Or every weekend you just land up at a place and, and just go with it? Oh, a bit of both, really. Quite often, we'll, if we're out and about, we'll see something that might look good and, and make a note of it and come back to it and you know, scout it out properly and then and have a look. I'm finding now that like certain shots, like the moon rising shots, I got a really good one I was happy with of the moon coming up behind Auckland Sky Tower last year using apps like Photo Pills to plan it where the moon will be. It's just a game changer with those. Yeah, so these planning apps, I mean, I've got those apps, but I'm not really sure how to use it. So how do you actually use Photo Pills to plan your shoot? I think it's especially important when you're talking about astrophotography, right? Uh, astro, yeah. Astro is great as long as you know where the Milky Way is going to be at a certain time of the year. So again, using the apps, they're, they're quite easy to use. They, they actually show you whereabouts the Milky Way will be in the sky. Obviously, after the last couple of years of getting into it, we've learned a little bit more now anyway, so we know roughly where it's going to be. But th the best thing is to find something, some nice foreground interest, and then use the app to show you where the Milky Way will be at a set time and date to, to plan it out. That's actually quite a cool way to do it. For somebody who's getting into Astro for the first time, what will your advice be in terms of the equipment and the settings and any uh, other piece of advice? I mean, the equipment, it's really a good fast lens is probably the best thing I'd say. I use a full frame camera now, which gives, I found that a lot easier to take the shot that I want with, with, with a good fast lens. I've got an f2.8 lens. It's not the fastest, but it takes a really nice shot. So most of it, especially with digital, it's just trial and error. That's the best thing. And just try editing it different and try different things of it, different ways of editing. That's how I've really changed. I look back at my first Astro shots from a few years ago and I cringe now. And then <laughs> follow other people. That's the beauty of the social media side now. You can learn so much from a lot of these guys. They're so helpful. Are there any good Astro photographers on Instagram you'll recommend? 
when I first got into it, I followed a guy called Mike McKinvin. He was fantastic. And recently I've been following Laren Ray and Hakan Nejat. Those guys are really, really good. And just follow their social channels. I've, I've met them all. I've chatted to them all and they're really helpful. Drop them a message. It's the easiest way. Also, oh, they're local photographers. They're all Auckland. Laren's all over the place, but Hakan's now down in the Coromandel and Mikey's still in um, Auckland. One of the things about astrophotography is that you need dark skies, right? Yes. So is it is it seasonal? And uh, number two, what's your favorite location to do astro in Auckland? It's definitely seasonal. You can start picking it up around February, March. Now's a very good time facing on the East Coast with it rising. Uh, and then later in the year, it will go to a setting Milky Way, which I find a lot nicer because you can get the full Milky Way bow. So find a nice foreground interest and get the complete arch of the Milky Way over it. Myself, I only really shoot around the Auckland area because I don't get time to travel with work because I, I work six days a week, so I can't get far away. But some of my friends went down to the South Island last year and it's just stunning down there. I'd love to get down there with them. And in terms of landscape, what's your favorite places to shoot in Auckland? I've shot, I like the West Coast with the waves and the sunsets. So I've done a lot out at Murawai and Piha areas more than anything. That's what I hear from a lot of the photographers I talk to. Yep. I love the West Coast. Yeah, it's pretty wild out there. Eh? You know, you get, you got to be a little bit careful at certain areas. You don't want to get cut off on the tide. So rugged out there, it's brilliant. And it changes all the time. Right, that's absolutely correct. The other thing that I wanted to chat with you, Gary, is about the printing process of it. Sure. And framing which you do. Most photographers today don't print, am I right? It's, it's a large majority of us who only consume the photographs on your phone or on your laptop. But when you actually do print, I'm sure there's an art and science to it. And because all of us have laptops which have really bright, vivid screens, like backlit screens, sometimes what you actually shoot, the color of it, it does not actually reflect in the prints. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a huge one, that one. To get into that kind of thing, you really have to start profiling your screen. That's probably the best thing you can do. I use a Spider 5 for my screens and also a good screen as well. They're so different. There's so many screens these days that are just so bright and oversaturated and you edit your photograph to what you want to see. But because your screen isn't showing you the correct color, when you print it, and if somebody uses a calibrated print system, you'll get a completely different color to what you're looking at. So profiling your monitor is probably the biggest thing you can do. What do you do for photographers who come in to print their work? What Do you have a process and what advice will you give for someone who wants to print their work? If they're really interested in the correct colors, again, it's all down to profiling your screen, in my opinion. It's very difficult to try and make a screen match a print. Yeah, I'd say that would be the most important thing to get an accurate print representation is to have a decent screen and have it calibrated. And it's almost a monthly process. They do change. I, I do mine every month. I get an alert come up on my computer every month to recalibrate. So do you need a device to do it or is it uh, software driven? No, it's a little device. It clips over the top of your screen, basically flashes the colors up and it registers the colors and saves them on, onto your system into the profile and gives you the correct colors. And the other thing I'm interested in is the medium that you print on. Yes. I personally carry four different papers and I, I get each paper profiled to the printer again to show the correct color, providing that we're given close color, a good color we should get a very good representation. So that's just down to print finish as well. Do you like a matte paper, a luster paper? I've got a metallic paper. I don't do, I don't really do too much gloss. That doesn't seem too common. But yeah, a lot of it, and the quality of the paper too. The Hanamul paper that we carry is fantastic, but it's expensive. It's really, really good. So how did you get into photo printing? I mean, there's an interesting story behind it, right? Yeah, your, <laughs> my it, wife's it cousin. It's not your actual family business. It's, this no, is not no. your actually, you didn't start off for this. I've got into it now. 
But my wife's cousin's one of my best friends. He lives over in Australia in Sydney and he was a landscape photographer. So, you know, we got on really well. And then he started printing and framing and I've been to see him a few times and got interested in it and picked it up and listened to his advice and started buying the equipment and got into it. Really enjoy it. It's great fun. What were you doing before this? I actually do shoe repairs. That's my main trade. Shoe repair to photography. <laughs> Printing is like a huge jump. I think with, with having the hobby of photography, it was just a step that I took. I'm not, I say I'm not a professional photographer. So yeah, I, I enjoyed watching Brent take his images and then print and frame them. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. So I thought I'd give it a crack. And how has it changed the whole print market? Like it's not the way it's before. Are people printing more? Is it only the photographers who are printing it or is it people just want to print their memories? We get a lot of people with just literally cell phone snaps that are just doing basic six by fours. We get a lot of that through and then right through to professional wedding photographers, portrait photographers. I don't think people print as much as they used to because we can now sit and look at a TV screen with our photos on them, but it's still nice to have one on the wall properly. When you see your work on print, it's, it's a totally different feeling than seeing it on a screen. You can actually touch and feel it. Oh, it's totally. Just in the ether. I've had a lady, she cried when I pulled the print out of the bag and showed her the print in the frame. She was just, yeah, she got really emotional about it. As opposed to just looking at her screen, she had this big framed print and she actually cried in my store. It was crazy. You can actually touch and feel it. It's a real thing. Which Absolutely. Exists. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't like looking at photographs on phones. I don't think you can see enough detail in them. They're just so small. So if, on, on a print, it's great. So let's uh, talk about equipment. What do you shoot with? Is it something different from landscape and to astro? Are your lenses different? Can you talk us through that? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I shoot on Sony now. I have done for a few years. I just like the little format of the small camera. My main astro lens and my main la landscape lens are the same lens. It's, it's a 2.8 Zeiss lens and it's fantastic for the astro. And with the, the focusing on it, it's, it's all digital. It's just... It's insane how fast it is to focus it very sharp, but I also use it for landscape during the day. It's 18 mil wide, does everything I need it to do. What's a full frame body that you use? I used to shoot on Canon and then I saw these YouTube videos of this guy running around with this A6000 Sony and it just looked insane, just so small. Uh, tried that one, fell in love with the system and brought the A7 II and then the A7 III got released and then it was a massive upgrade on the two. So I went on to the A7 III and I've been with that since. What's the difference between shooting on a DSLR versus uh, shooting on a mirrorless? I found for myself personally, the autofocus on the mirrorless was just fantastic compared to my old DSLR. It, it was just night and day difference. It doesn't matter so much for my landscape photography because I generally manually focus. But if I'm shooting like the kids running around, I wasn't missing anywhere near the amount of shots with focus. It was just picking them up everywhere in the frame. It was great. I've asked all the questions that I wanted to ask. But sure. A couple of things. One, if someone wants to reach out to you, print one of your photographs, how can they reach you? Just drop me an email at info at photoprints.co.nz. Easiest way. All right. And all right, where's your shop? Where can they locate you? Uh, I'm locating at the moment in Ponsonby in Auckland on, uh, on Ponsonby Road. Sounds good. And lastly, if someone comes to you and say, hey, I want to get into photography, what will be your advice? I, I would say just keep trying. I, I learned so much off YouTube and talking to other photographers. I'd just say get try and get into a photography group, follow people online, and don't be scared to ask them a question. Most of the guys I've come across have been so helpful. I'm more than happy to talk to you. There's plenty of people out, out photographing anywhere. Just walk up and say hello and just keep trying, especially with digital, because if it doesn't work, you delete it and try again. Change your setting and try again. Thanks, Gary, for coming on the show. It was great talking to you. This show would not exist if not for you listeners. So a big thank you to whoever is listening. 
as always please share this podcast with someone who likes photography till the next episode stay safe and keep clicking this is rajiv signing off experience an epic summer at bush gardens williamsburg with world class rides shows exciting animal encounters and all new thrills on pantheon the world's fastest multi launch coaster come early and stay late during summer celebration now through august 14th see the stars of america's got talent live concerts and fireworks every weekend there's always more to do at the world's most beautiful theme park bush gardens williamsburg save up to 50% on tickets fun cards and memberships during our 4th of july sale restrictions apply